It's time for season two of the Remoter Podcast. I'm your host, Josephine. As a continuation from season one with Alex and Andreas, I had the opportunity to interview some remote work leaders, ranging from companies, consultants, advocates, and more, to add to Remoter's stash of free resources and human-centered stories, enriching our educational platform about remote work. This podcast is sponsored by Tori, a new kind of professional network that automatically connects talent with opportunity. Founded by Alexander Tori Negra, our goal is to make work fulfilling for everyone. Find the job of your dreams by visiting Tori.co. That's T-O-R-R-E dot C-O. I ended up spending a lot of time with Mandy during my week in the Netherlands. Not only does she participate in the Remoter Project, but we also co-hosted a speaker and network series event in Rotterdam. And I also don't know if you guys have been listening to every single episode in this season, but if you have, then maybe you've realized that I only talk about the weather and food. And speaking of food, I believe that a lot of the strongest bonds are established over meals. I had the pleasure of eating sea salt caramel stroop waffles and a traditional Dutch lunch, as Mandy told me her story from the beginning, to what she wants to do down the road as she continues figuring out her remote solo printer journey. If there's anything to take away from this, it's that making the leap, very first one, is the most difficult. Oh, wow, it's already 10.30. Okay. Not, it's nothing bad. I'm just like, oh, it's already 1030. Because I woke up so early and yeah. I was like, I'm going to run to the train station and not be late for my train. <laughs> and then you weren't. And then I wasn't. Were. Yeah. And then it was all canceled. Today, uh, there's a lot of track work going on for listeners, for context. Ah, <sighs> what a day. I'm here with Mandy Franz from Make the Leap Digital in her home in Breda. How are you today? I'm very good. Thank you so much. Despite the weather in Breda and in the Netherlands this week, it's been uh, it's been a good week. Yeah. This is actually the first year in six years that I'm here around this time. In wow. The so, yeah. So you're like, man, get me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go back to Colombia. I was there last year. and I bet it wasn't Breda. raining. No. Well, actually, it was rainy season oh. as well. Oh. Mm. <laughs> but still, it's raining and 30 degrees. So. Okay. Okay. That's Did it rain fun. all day though? Or was it like... It started around three o'clock in the okay. afternoon. Um, but but yeah, like I said, um, beautiful weather outside of that, uh, 30 degrees. So I don't mind as much. And mm-hmm. so Mandy, could you tell tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Um, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me to the Remoter podcast today. And no, for- no problem. Thank you for joining. Like it's why one of the reasons why I could come to the Netherlands. So yeah. I'm very thankful for that. Yeah, excited for you to come to my home country as well and to show you uh, a bit more about where I'm from. So uh, I am the founder of Make the Leap Digital. been working remotely for the past two years now. So I've been traveling quite a lot in my life, I would say. So I help small businesses worldwide with uh, LinkedIn, branding, marketing and, uh, and sales. So how did you get into remote work? So I did an international business administration in Rotterdam. And that's really where I started working with people from anywhere, from a lot of different cultures. So my studies was in English as well. And I always knew that I either wanted to work abroad or do combined work and travel that I could further explore like different countries and cultures. So that's why I've been traveling a lot during my studies. And also when I graduated, so I did marketing management as a master and I when I graduated, I just didn't want to apply for a corporate 
job, what most of my uh, fellow students did. So after graduation, that was back in March 2015 already, I uh, decided to travel instead. So I went to um, South America um, mm -hmm. with my sister and best friend, and somehow I wanted to combine work and travel. I didn't have a clue about what, how I was mm -hmm. going to do that. Back then I started just a blog. I thought everybody who, I've heard of this term digital nomads, of mm -hmm. course, and I thought digital nomads are bloggers, travel bloggers. So that's what I did. And I didn't earn a single cent <laughs> back then. But luckily for me, I was approached for a job at LinkedIn at the time for their European headquarters. And that's actually how I started my career in a corporate job in technology. So I moved to Dublin, Ireland, lived there for two years, uh, worked there, had a lot of fun as well. But I, uh, the travel bug started itching again after mm -hmm. two years. And, um, and that's actually when I decided to make the leap of faith, as I now call my company, Make the Leap Digital. I didn't have a single plan. Again, I just wanted to figure out a way how to work remote. Booked a ticket to Bali. That's actually where it all started two years ago, actually now. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So having worked for like one of the biggest players in the career job HR field and then going solo. With no plan, going to Bali. That's that's scary, actually. <laughs> it was, yes. Yeah, that's frightening. <laughs> I think everybody remembers like the first big job they quit and like hang, handing in a resignation letter and like having that conversation with your boss and them being like, "What? What? Or what? What else can we do? What? What is happening?" And all that. I think that's definitely like a. Like a like that milestone thing that people usually remember. I remember yeah. mine not yeah. too long ago, but um, <laughs> yeah, you were in the same boat. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I feel like it. I can relate. So now talking about make the leap digital, two years in the making. How are you finding the process of being a solopreneur, a remote solopreneur? And I wanted to talk a little bit more about your company's three core pillars that you write about on your website as well. Yes, of course. Okay. Yeah, so it was like quite a transition going from corporate environment, especially the environment that I was in. We had a free gym and a meditation session every day and free rooftop barista bar. Um, oh, all the benefits, everything. Exactly, yes. All the world-class perks and benefits and making the jump to working for yourself. So I wasn't planning to start my own business from scratch, but it was when I went to Bali and just dove into the world of remote work, when I started meeting all these kinds of, you know, freelancers, people that work for themselves, solopreneurs, as I like to call them. And that's when I started working from co-working spaces to just, uh, you know, be surrounded by like-minded people. I just received tons of questions about what I do, about my background, about LinkedIn. And that's how I kind of transitioned into being a freelancer or, or solopreneur. So I wasn't actively planning to start uh, to start an own business, mm -hmm. but I just uh, transitioned into it. And it's been quite a ride. So for the past two years, so beginning the first couple of months, it's all about figuring out not only how to work remote, but also how to start an own business, which are two different challenges, I, th I think. I would imagine that the switch, like the learning curve is quite huge to be tackling the own business thing and the remote thing. What yeah. were some thoughts that were running through your head at that time? I think working remotely alone is already a whole adjustment. So you really have to actively find communities, like-minded people, if you want that social aspect as well in your work. I remember <laughs> the first Monday morning after when I quit my job, Working from a co-working space, I was like, where's my team? So those are all things. And I guess only after like one and a half years, that's when everything kind of started to come together. And the first period is definitely learning 
learning curve. The solopreneur and setting up your business and learning for the first year and a half, is that kind of how you got to your three core pillars, like how you got to identifying what your business is focusing on? Yeah, definitely. So at some time as well, I kind of lost motivation because Mm -hmm. I, I didn't start my business intentionally. And then I started thinking about what makes, uh, you know, what make, makes me want to get, jump out of bed every morning. And I think every, every business starts with purpose. So I think for me, really, I had to go back into thinking, what is my purpose? Why, why do I want to do this? And what, how do I want to help other people? And for me, my purpose was helping other freelancers and solopreneurs and small businesses live the life with freedom and flexibility that they deserve, uh, which is in my, what I believe is remote work. And that's why the three pillars. So starting with purpose and then um, having the right processes in place. So for me, that's LinkedIn, branding, marketing, and sales. And then of course, uh, you know, having a profitable strategy that, uh, that makes it sustainable as well to, uh, to maintain your business. I think your core pillars, they resonate with a lot of other business solopreneurs and people who are trying to start their own projects as Mm -hmm. well. I see on your site, defining your missions and values. Can you talk a little bit more about that? I think my core belief really for starting this business and also maintaining this business and also, you know, wanting to help other people achieve success is that I believe future of work is remote. And that's why I was, I had the courage kind of to make the jump, hoping to inspire and help other people as well. That's really my big driver behind my business. So I want to dive into three categories that you will probably know best. The future of work is remote in terms of a business slash financial perspective. Mm -hmm. From your personal experiences um, as a strategist with your clients, what are some, I guess, pros and cons that you've seen discussed or topics being thrown around? For me, it all started with just sharing my experience. So my company, Make the Leap Digital, started out as an Instagram account, just sharing my experience going from corporate uh, to remote work. And I also started sharing my experiences in a uh, blog uh, series on uh, on LinkedIn mm-hmm. called The Rise of Remote Work. And there's one article that I did about, uh, you know, the business and financial benefits of remote work. And that's really what I think is super interesting. So, uh, you know, one, if we're talking about financial gains, it's not only for employees. So for me as an employee or a freelancer saving money on commute, but also companies save a lot of money by saving office space. So real estate is something that's really big um, as well, uh, big as well, a big financial saver for companies. So for example, when I used to work in corporate, there was only one office building when I started out. And two years later, there were three office buildings. There's tons of investments going into having employees inside the office. Also, what I noticed now working remotely for two years, productivity goes up so much. So office chit chats, um, some people hate it, some people uh, love it. I actually really love being inside the office and talking to people, but my productivity went down so much. So sometimes I was talking for hours with people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, catching up about the weekend and um, working remotely helps people be more productive. That's Mm -hmm. something that I really believe in as well. That's in terms of um, business gains and uh, financial gains, I would say. Have businesses or clients ever come to you and ask about the cons that you've heard about or experienced? Yes. So definitely in terms of business perspective, I would say I've had a lot of questions by people wanting to make the leap into remote work and being concerned about, isn't it lonely, for example? So loneliness is one big part. 
Um, that's definitely something that I think that businesses or people trying to go into remote work or thinking about remote work, that's kind of, that they're doubting about. But like I said before, I think there's definitely some solutions that you, that can help. Um, having online communities. So I also manage one of the LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn groups for remote workers, which has grown from 2000 to currently more than 30,000 members worldwide. We're all quite active in the community as well. So that's something uh, that really helps to have a like-minded community uh, to not feel that alone in your remote work environment. Have you been able to um, share your learnings and help educate some businesses to go that route. I'd love to hear some of the stories with your clientele. So now I'm mainly focusing on solopreneurs, mm -hmm. so people that are coaches, consultants, freelancers that either, you know, want to go remote, start their own business, so like myself, mm -hmm. rather than working for a company. For example, this week I've helped clients. Uh, she just quit her job, corporate job as well, a couple of months ago. And her big dream is to, uh, to work from Bali for a couple of months. She now currently works mainly from home. Um, with her husband and she's pregnant of her second child. For her, it was also the decision to quit her job. Uh, and she hired me to help her, uh, you know, make her business uh, have the right processes in place mm. uh, and to make her business profitable. Have there been any interesting challenges that you never thought you would have encountered? For myself, I've had some challenges into, you know, for example, what tools do you use when you go remote? And I remember last year when I worked from Colombia, I still didn't know... So I did a remote masterclass for a group of 20 to 25 students. They asked me, like, can you also do it online? And I was surprised because it was quite a big group. It was a one hour workshop. And I was just surprised that they didn't mind me working remotely. So we did a um, masterclass all remotely. And I back then didn't even know, you know, what tools do I use to do this masterclass? So for me, what I found challenging was, you know, feeling the audience, you know, what do they think? Or do they like the session or not? And that's way different than when you're actually in the room. So how did you make it uh, interactive or did they set it up on their end? To it was via a peer in, it's called. Okay. And I just heard about this too from other remote workers in Medellin where I lived at the time. I just remember feeling really awkward. Um, and I remember at the end of the session that I was thinking like, oh my gosh, this is the worst, my worst presentation ever. They'll <laughs> never hire me again. And actually, I went there last month again, um, but then on site this oh, time. Okay, okay. Because now I'm in Rotterdam. Um, yeah, but they apparently they liked it. So um, that's when I noticed, you know, working remotely uh, and doing these um, video sessions, especially with more people on the other side, there's a um, lack of feeling of the connection. So for me, it felt a bit awkward, but apparently for them, they uh, they liked it. So, so um, I'm guessing that you never would have thought that you'd be doing these workshops as well doing more of like the educational parts with a group of people, a big group of people in front of you yeah. um, when you started Make the Leap Digital. No, no, definitely. And and I think I'm still learning along the way. And I think the beauty of this whole online atmosphere is also, you know, all the possibilities. You can do so much online. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I recently wrote a whole uh, ebook as well that I published. Oh, and, okay. Um, so it's on my website available. So I, you know, once it's available on my website and I can just keep, uh, keep selling it and keep promoting it. And the same for, so what I learned from this masterclass that I did last year is when, you know, when I record it, I can just sell it again on my, on my website. So, and scale it as well, right? You don't have to do it live for one group of people or one client. I really like to 
knock and try um, to get deeper. Mm -hmm. And you had said that, you know, this is a, it was a big learning curve trying to do both at once and all that. But if you were able to go back and talk to yourself two years ago, you know, at the, the point where you quit your job and you had no plans, what would you say to your, to your past self? Okay. So it's a fun, fun question because, so I always say, um, you, uh, I will only regret the things I never tried. Mm -hmm. So I will, I'll never regret anything that I did uh, in the past. Although I could have definitely done it like a lot faster, a lot cheaper or whatever. Basically for me, I was just free, freewheeling the yeah, yeah, first yeah. year, I would say. But um, I would definitely, you know, if I can share any advice with people that, that are also thinking of quitting their job without any plan, um, you know, um, really trust the process. Like um, in the end, you know, it might seem scary. So I think, like I said in the beginning, making the leap, like making that first step is the hardest part. That's what I really believe in. So if you're thinking about, you know, making that same step, I would tell myself, you know, uh, you know, don't be, don't be scared. We'll all be fine. Um, there's always scary decisions. It's not as bad as it seems on the other side. Um, so that's one. Um, number two is like, don't be in, afraid to invest in yourself. Okay. So actually when I started doing that, so in the beginning I was like, oh, I have to figure out everything by myself. You know, I have tons of skills that I have right now that I didn't have in the, in the beginning, which took a lot of time. And also that's why, um, you know, it took some time for me to build my business. Yeah. Don't be afraid to invest in yourself. So in fact, I myself invested in a coach as well last year. And that's actually when I kind of turned around my business. Um, I rebuilt my website again. But I think having this mentor or kind of support partner mm -hmm. really helps you as well uh, into, yeah, having a faster track into remote work, being motivated to, uh, you know, to build your own business, et cetera. So during the past few years, I've definitely had a couple of times where I'm like, oh my gosh, is this really worth it? Should I, you know, apply for jobs? Uh, maybe I should go back. Um, but then when you take everything into perspective i'm always super happy still that you know with this whole journey and um i still believe that remote work is the future of work but realizing that there are challenges and accepting them and um yeah working uh, working through them is uh something that i would tell myself so now that you mainly work from home you have your set hours and all that do you find it hard to motivate yourself oh yes yes that's i think a big part what are some things that you do to um, stay motivated and keep yourself going? Yeah, very good questions. About half a year ago, I really lost motivation. Uh, like I said, that I then really started rethinking my purpose. Yeah. So every morning, I uh, first of all start off with a gratitude journal or journaling um, and then write down, you know, things that I need to do that day. So I start with my top three th priorities that day that I need to have accomplished. Mm -hmm. and I just can't stop, uh, stop my day without having done them. Um, and also three things that I'm grateful for just to, uh, you know, come into a positive mindset. Um, and then also your intention for the, for the day. I admit it. I try to do the same thing. I have a journal as well. It's like the five minute journal. I'm sure you. Oh yes. Yeah. I use that as well. Yeah. I have my meditation app, but it's just so hard for me to stay on it, I guess, and not skip a day. And sometimes I'm just like, uh, like that's the part where I'm, I'm personally struggling with right now. Yeah. Only if this is okay with you. Also, I've never done this before. But would it be okay with you to share what you wrote today? So, um, so this is actually a uh, mindset practice that I um, that I learned from my coach, Sabrina Philip. It's called a three times three. So every day I start my morning with writing down 
three things that I'm grateful for today. So <laughs> we're talking about this morning's, um, you know, hosting a successful first live online masterclass that we talked about as well in this uh, podcast. So I mainly reflect on like the past past week, um, receiving positive feedback. So sometimes you're it's really hard to to focus on the wins and just focus on the mistakes. Mm-hmm. So like I said, with the, with the presentation with the client in Medellin uh, last year, I was just focusing on, oh, it felt so awkward. Um, so this helps me to focus on the positive. And then lastly is uh, taking an easy Friday. So I that, so that this was last, uh, last Friday and I just had such a busy week. And I think it's so important to just give yourself some time to rest as well, because it can be so difficult to um, to set boundaries for yourself when you work remotely and when you work for yourself. So I took the Friday afternoon off and that's what I was grateful for yesterday. And everyone, uh, to everyone listening, I'm looking at the journal right now and it's just, it's just a journal. Like, I mean, it's just a notebook and anyone can do this. Um, <laughs> so I, I, it's a healthy practice. And I think yeah. if um, anyone listening out there is looking for a way to kind of be more reflective and stay motivated and maintain their remote work journey in a healthy way. This is uh, a really good way to do it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so it's just a one euro or one dollar um, small piece of paper. And I bought it at the local uh, local supermarket here, uh, but it definitely helps me. So as you can see, there's a lot of uh, pages already filled out. And this really helps me to start my day in a positive way, being motivated and ready to kickstart the day. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. I have to actually start and stick with my routine. If anything that I've learned, it's just that, man, okay, let's be more um, self-disciplined and strict with myself and make sure I do things like this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I'm actually also looking into, so I also write down the things that I need to do today to okay. be successful. And one thing that I wrote down here is a nice morning workout because, you know, it can be super um, attractive as a remote worker to get out of bed in the morning not jump into your uh, work outfit, but stay in your pajamas and then directly jump into work. And this is like the worst that I noticed for myself. So um, what I tend to do now is really try to motivate myself to go to the gym in the morning rather than the evening. Okay. Um, so that you're, you know, active in the morning. Uh, the gym is here around the corner. So that's great to start your day like more active. Um, and then start with a nice morning workout and then, you know, get showered, get dressed and then you're ready for the day. Uh, whereas if I don't do that, then I tend to stay in my pajamas <laughs> all day. So uh, that's a quick trick that uh, that I do for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have that issue. I mean, oh my God, now I'm just sounding like the worst remote worker <laughs> trying to like make your remoter library like that. I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I believe I'm a little bit better than that. So, but yeah, I, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. So now that we've gone through all these lessons and talked about you and talked about what you do and how you are working towards um, improving the future of work for people who want to go remote and for people who are interested and for people who just need that extra push. I want to know if you think that our conversation and you telling uh, Make the Leap Digital's like story will help encourage or enable more maybe our listeners to explore this future of work path. Yeah. Great question. And what I really eventually hope to accomplish in my uh, business or, you know, with Make Leap Digital, it's not really about 
I'm not motivated with, you know, having a big successful business and scale this to like a thousand employee business. But I really, if I can just inspire one person to have, you know, the courage to make the leap of faith, whether that's if you want to work remote as a freelancer or work remote for a business, then my day is already successful. And that's, that's actually also what has been motivating me in the past two years is by sharing my story on both Instagram and LinkedIn and just receiving tons of messages from people, you know, saying that I did inspire them and did help them make that leap, you know, working for themselves or uh, or anything like that. So I just wanted to thank you very much for joining me on this episode of the Remoter Podcast and yeah, using, you know, our platform to share your story again and add your voice to what we are trying to build. Thank you so much as well for inviting me today. And um, I'm looking forward to see more of your remoter journey as well. So um, thank you. Remoter Podcast Season 2 is recorded, produced, and edited by Josephine C. It is mixed and mastered by Steven Stepanik and Vanessa Monroy. Graphics and visuals by Valentina Castillo. The music track used is Skip by Old Boy from Soundstripe. Follow and subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Don't forget, we've recently made our founding and growing remotely online course completely accessible and listed on our site. Visit us at remoter.com, that's R-E-M-O-T-E-R.com for more relevant content. Follow us on social media at Remoter Project to stay up to date with our latest initiatives and collaborations with other remote first companies around the world. We'd also love to hear your thoughts about each episode, so feel free to tag us on socials anytime. And remember, we're here to make work fulfilling, so what part will you play in shaping the future of work? <laughs>